Okay, welcome um, everyone. We're just going to um, give um, our participants a couple of more seconds just to join in before we get started. Okay, it looks like we have a good number. Um, okay, so good afternoon, everyone, and in some cases, good morning. I'd like to welcome you all here to today's webinar, which we've titled HCM Integrations, the Key to Harmonizing Global Payroll Operations. So we're thrilled today to be joined by Mary Holland, who is our Chief Customer Officer here at PESA. And then alongside Mary, we are joined by our Global Implementations Manager, Gurgana Kazaleva, and from the technical side of the house, um, Katya Parvanova, who is our HCM Integration Lead here at PESA. So um, for today's session, we will open it up. Um, Mary will open it up with um, uh, a couple of slides where we'll go through the importance of integration for global payroll, strategic benefits, and then we're going to open it up to a panel discussion where we'll cover some of those key topics in relation to HCM integrations. So just before we get started, we have some housekeeping. So the webinar is being recorded and it will be available to all participants um, after um, we finished. So you will receive an email over the next day or so with the link to the recording. Um, everyone um, will be muted today except for our panel. So if you do have any questions or comments, you can post them in the chat box or the Q&A section. I'll monitor them as we go through and we've allocated a couple of minutes at the end for we can go through questions and answers. And um, we'll also have a couple of poll questions throughout the webinar. And so just before we get started, I will launch this first poll now so we can just get um, a flavor of the audience and see where we are with our own HCM integrations. So first question, which of these describes your current HCM integration status? So no integrated data flows between payroll and HCM, limited connections, lots of manual data transfers, or planning a HCM payroll integration project this year. So we'll just um, give the audience a couple of a minute or two just to answer those. Um, it should be an interesting one, Mary. Where do you think yeah. we might sit in this? Um, I think we're going to have um, people working on the project this year because we're getting, um, at least from our clients, we're getting a lot of questions on integration. Some have already been on the platform for a while, and the importance of integration is, is kind of key. First of all, it's reducing manual work, but it also gives validation of the data, um, great reporting. It helps to, uh, I see it also to help the ability of the, the payroll teams, the HR teams, to be able to be strategic players in the organization versus um, just pushing files from A to B or in the worst case, doing manual work. Um, so it'll be interesting. Gary, what do you think that we'll hear from the audience today from the clients that you've been talking with? Uh, I would say we'll go with the limited connections and uh, still a lot of uh, uh, manual data transfer. Uh, but in the same time, I do support you that um, there is a huge planning of an HCM because of this evaluation of the manual work and that needs to be reduced and it's on the table. Yeah, I definitely would agree. And, and Katja, you're 
you come in and you're, you have the, the magic of building that integration for them. Um, and what do you, what do you think that they're, they're looking for um, when they, when they come to you and, and start to talk about the integration? Yeah, they definitely want to reduce their manual work. So most of the cases they have a lot of different processes with different uh, providers and uh, want to take uh, a standard process and have everything in place. So that's where it's our role to help. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would agree with both uh, Gary and, and Katya. So let's see the poll yeah. results, um, Aoife. Oh, let's see now. So we should be able to see them. So um, you can see um, it's quite it's quite uh, mixed, but most people have the limited connections and lots of manual data transfers. Right, and and I think that's what we would um, we would expect to see, along with people trying to prepare uh, for the project this year or looking into that project. Um, especially after the, the last couple of years, um, some of the projects have been put on hold because of COVID, but now we're ready to, to move forward. So let's go ahead and look at our agenda today. So um, today we're gonna talk about integration. So, you know, what and the why about integrations. Um, we're gonna talk about some of the keys to discovery to make sure that you uh, have your data harmonized, how, what information we, know, we need to know before we even get started. The importance of the project um, to manage the harmonization, making sure that we have good project management, we have key players we'll be talking about. And then um, Gargana and Katya are gonna be um, sharing some of their insights with some questions we have with the fireside chat, and they're gonna be uh, sharing those items with you. And as Aoife mentioned, you have the ability to put your, any questions that you might have in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the question queue, and then we'll go ahead and get those addressed. So when we look at harmonization, some of the things that we have to think about, it requires the people, the people are involved, the process and the technology. So what we're trying to integrate is all three of these together and using the people are the insight to what the job is being done today. What are the processes? And using technology to, to connect all these three so that we are able to do an integration of the information directly to from one source to a second source. So really as Henry Ford was around you know, over a hundred years ago now. And he really had some key insights is that really coming together at the beginning. So talking about at the beginning of the process um, and then we're going through what the process is. So we keep it together by looking at the progress and managing our progress on the integration and then working together to make sure it's successful. So those are key things to think about is, you know, what's happening today? Um, what are your people doing? What are some of the processes that they're doing? And then what technology do we have available that we're gonna be um, looking at those when we look at integration. And so when we look at human capital management or HCM integration, what we're really doing is we're connecting our HCM and our platform to a vendor's integration. So in most cases in the payroll, the global payroll space is we're connecting that integration to either a technology platform or we're connecting it directly to a, the ICPs or in-country providers platform. Or it could be we're connecting it through our technology platform directly into an in-house payroll system. 
So it's really taking that uh, information that we have in the human capital management system. So our a system of record for our employees and details and bringing that into payroll so that we now have the information to drive the tech. We're using technology to drive the information over to our global payroll providers. And in the Payslips case, we're using our technology platform to bring the in integration into our technology platform, then bringing it uh, through our integration and automation directly over to our in-country providers or directly into the in-house payroll systems that are that you may be using. So whatever you're using, we're, we're doing that integration as a second step once it comes into our platform. When we look at managing integration and global payroll management, really, it's really integrating the system. So we're looking at being strategic um, contributors to our organization, how we can bring that information that we have in our HCM, bring it into a technology platform, and then making sure that our payroll providers have the information they need to make sure that we're, we have all of the details that are required to process payroll. So we do know that there's been a lot of advancements in, in HR technology. We also know that we have a lot of automation out there. So we really are empowering with the integration to get a consolidated data view of what's happening in our organization across all of the countries that we're actually processing in with a clear system of record um, that we're using with our HCM. So your HCM is your starting point to then drive the information to, to a technology platform, and then it goes off to the payroll providers for their calculation. And then the information can be integrated back into the technology platform for reporting purposes. And in some cases, you can bring your pay slips from, let's say I'm processing payroll in France and I have my France pay slip. It's not, it is very easily possible to take that French delivered pay slip bring it back into the technology platform for view, but then bring it into the HCM for an employee self-service view. So that, that is available today. And what advantages we have with that particular example is the employees have one view. So if I'm in France or I'm in um, Brazil, I know when I need to look at my payslip, I just go out to the HCM to my, myself or my, my employee record, click on there, when I click the pay tab, I'm going to see my payslip that I would, would see in France, or I will see my payslip that's delivered in Brazil. They will both be in local languages. So we're taking the exact payslip and we're integrating that back into the, the, the HCM platform. So there's been a lot of advances with that. It also drives efficiency. So if we look at just the payslip example, where do I go to view my payslip? Where, what, you know, what's the portal? How is it gonna be delivered? We efficiently just have one, one um, solution and we can tell all of our employees, it doesn't matter what country they're in. All you do is go out to the HCM Workday. If we're using Workday as example, we, we look at my employee record and then there we go, we have the payslip. So it eliminates questions. It also provides the ability for the employee to get information at 24 seven at the touch of the information. So we're unleashing all of the information we have to be strategic players in the organization on the HR side and also the payroll side. So it really does elevate the roles that we have today. We're, we're supporting the business. So 
the real reason that we're hired in our organizations is really to be support the organization. We have a key role to make sure that our employees are paid accurately and timely. And we also have a role to be able to provide information to the organization of what's happening. And with the integration tools today, we have that information at our fingertips. So when we look at um, strategic company benefits, really we're reducing that piece. What we had on the, on the first polling question is we have a lot of manual um, work and manual processes. So manual processes for two things, they're costly. They're also room for error. And, and really the third thing I think about is really what value does the person that's doing the manual work and the checking of the manual work, how do they feel about their role in the organization? We have an opportunity when we have integration to be able to have more strategic roles and have the, the payroll and HR teams looking at the data and supporting the business. So it's a room for opportunity. It also um, strengthens data compliance. So we know that we have good data in one system of record and we're moving that system of records data from one system to, to many systems. It could, be, it could be your global payroll technology platform. You could also be moving it to your expense report system. So the information that's needed that comes from the HCM system can be moved to many different systems. It could even be moved to your benefit um, carrier for onboarding of benefits. So you have clear information, you have a clear system of record and the data is, the data is, is strong and you're able to, to stand uh, up for it. It helps to, it also standardizes your payroll data processes, right? So you know exactly what um, information is going to be sent over in your integration file. We know the employee details that are being sent. We know that address compensation information. So we have a standardized process and we know exactly where what payroll data is, is being sent. And we'll talk a little bit more um, in, in a few minutes about what's in your HCM for payroll. And the more information that we can get in your HCM that can drive uh, payroll is, is really extreme benefit because then that helps us to standardize bringing in more of the data in so that you don't have another integration or you don't have an import on, in, in the file. So just looking at what you have standardized today and it does help um, actually onboarding to know exactly what's required in that particular country um, for the payroll required data for payroll. And it helps us to manage our global payroll resources the, the real benefit is we're gonna have the integration doing the heavy lifting, and then the payroll resources and payroll team are there to review and make sure that the information is clear and concise. Did everything, um, everything that we're supposed to be processing for that particular month, is, is it there? It doesn't make, you know, we use our validations to make sure that we're comfortable with that. We have comparison reports and then we're able to send that payroll off to be processed for, for calculations. So we're using our, our payroll team to strategically view the data, look at the data and make sure that we've, we've got it correct and then go forward with processing. And really it provides a holistic review, uh, review of what our, our process is for global payroll operations. We use a centralized HCM to, to feed our technology platform and our payroll systems. And it could be other 
other systems that we're doing integration with. In this case, we're talking about global payroll, but really it gives us a holistic approach to the global payroll operations. And we know we can make process improvements on this and we're doing it to kind of make sure that we have a standardized practice. We do know that we try to standardize as much as we can as we look at global payroll. We do know that there's exceptions or rules that have to be adjusted per country requirements, but we are making those adjustments to our processes only if it's a requirement for, for a local country um, that we have a special requirement for and we know what that exception is. So it helps to, to standardize and have that holistic view. I think the one thing of, of having integration and delivery of integration is really it brings a, a key role to the C-suite, how the payroll operations and HR operations work and how, how we can get information about what the process is at the end. So we're integrating our information into a technology platform. We're getting our calculations from the uh, in-country providers or from our software we can bring that information back into a technology platform, and then we have insight and reporting and what's actually going on in the business operations. We have the ability to have all the information in one place for payroll, and then we can view that information directly into a platform. And we also are able to look at the cost. So looking at the total cost of what it costs to run payroll, if we're doing a great deal of manual work, we know that there is a cost um, to having staff and somebody to check the work. We also know that there's more room for error. We also know that the process, the business process from country to country can be very different when we're doing manual work versus integration. So having integration and a standard processes helps us to make sure that we're, we're following standard company processes that of course will of course be able to be audited so when we go through a, if it's a SOX audit, if we're publicly traded or an in-country um, audit that we have clear records of what's actually happening. So we have the ability to be able to do reporting. So what's happening at the global level um, and the global level contains all of the countries that we we're doing business in or we're having entities and, and employees in or maybe even contractors in. And then we can drill down in our reporting to the micro level. And when I say the micro level, that means an individual employee that's sitting in Spain. We have insight to what's actually happening and we know what's actually happening in that employee's compensation. We know, what's, you know what benefits that particular employee is receiving. It gives us the ability with integration to be proactive. We can use our validation reports from the integration that comes in to check to make sure that we, um, the number of employees we have is correct. Are we, do we have some employees that no salary was entered for the new hires? What is the missing data for that particular employee that didn't come over? What was not entered on the HR system? Who's on leave? So we have key validations that can be put in place. Is somebody's salary, you know, 50% 50, 50 more than the standard salary in a, in a particular location, we can have a validation report that will pull that information out so that we can take a look to make sure um, in the HCM system, something wasn't entered correctly and that we have the correct information. So using the validations and the tools lets us be proactive on our processes and make sure that we're 
paying attention to things that we already know that might have been an issue. We made a process adjustment and we make sure that everything's pulled together so that we are reducing at the end of the day errors and manual work. That's kind of the key insight. And when we look at strategic benefits, uh, the, goal, the goal for us is to really reduce manual work. And I, I want to say zero touch. So that means that our goal in, in, in the payroll space and the HR space is if we can use our automation from our HCM to reduce that we have, we're not touching any records through manual data entry, um, we'll reduce the errors, but we also have zero touch, meaning that we're not touching any of that information. It's a clear integration that comes over. It helps us to standardize the process so we know what the process is and we can define a clear process map to explain to upper management and to auditors and to the entire team who's responsible for which piece of the process in the process maps. And we have clear ability to do a RACI document so everybody knows who's responsible and who, should, who needs to be informed or consulted. Of course, it's going to save us time because we're not doing the manual work and we won't have errors that we need to worry about. We're going to be looking at the reporting and the validation. And then the, the last thing, of course, is making sure our data is, is stored securely, transferred securely. And in the world that we live in today, data security is extremely important. And we know with HR, this is um, HR data and employee data. We, we have the most highly sensitive data that we're working with. So we need to make sure that it's secure and stored. And then lastly, we have the ability to identify who's accountable for each process. And we clearly know what's happening in, in the process maps. And we, we know when, when, it, when the delivery is and we know who's taken care of that particular process. So when we look at technology benefits, um, we're using our HCM, which we have spent um, in most organizations, it is a sizable uh, uh, capital expense to, to bring in an HCM, but we're using all of the benefits of the HCM. As long as we set the HCM up, we really do need to make sure that we're using that to, to the ability that it has. We can maintain the cost. We have one system of record. So that this is a key piece. We have to be able to know which system of record we have we have a standardized model and we get global reporting and it, we get the information real time with the technology that we have today through integration. So if I think we have a, a poll. We do just one second now. Um, sorry, bear with me now. That's okay. As we just talked about technology, it's it's putting the poll into the yes. into, yeah. into the Zoom. It's always, it's always tricky. Okay, <laughs> so for this one, we have a guess the time question um, on implementation. So guess the average length for a multi-country. Um, so we're saying twenty countries payroll implementation project. So we just kind of wanted to get an idea here of what people thought how long um, an implementation project would um, would take. So I think this will be this could throw up some interesting um, answers. Yeah. So, um, Katja, what do you think the audience will say as you work with um, the implementation teams, and and how long do they they typically plan for their um, their plan for twenty countries? I would say probably six months. It depends how many inputs they have from how how many different sources and uh, how everything is structured. But 
probably six months. It's most goals, I would say. Yeah, I think that's a fair one. What about you, Gary, um, from the implementation side when they come into you and um, what things are, what things do you think that, uh, would you think at six months is, is, is reasonable or would you go shorter or longer? Um, I, I would say six months is reasonable, but I guess most of uh, our uh, audience will answer one year. Uh, because it's always a planning, it's always an analysis of what we already have, what we want to add, and then, of course, uh, taking a holiday through the year and uh, enjoy <laughs> the summer. So it's good to plan, and I would say one year it's fair. Yeah, that, that's a, a good point, um, um, Gargana, because you're, you're right about the resources, right? The resources for the team. Um, a lot of times they're doing two jobs, right? They're trying to do the integration and do their day job on, in HR or payroll. Um, and, and then we need some IT consultant support to build out the integration. And then of course we have holidays. So there's always holidays around the world. We, each day could be a holiday. And then I think really, um, they want to do the integration, but they're, they're not prepared to start, right? So I think that we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So Aoife, what do you, what do you think our poll results are? Let's see, so <laughs> overwhelming, most people think, well, not overwhelming, but most people think we are, uh, yeah, so it's one year, so 45% of people said one year, um, and only 6% of people said three months, so. Yeah, it goes back to what we um, all talked about was, uh, just making sure that we have that, uh, that available in the team. And as we talked about the two jobs and that, so we'll go ahead and move forward. So really um, to be able to get started as, as, as Gary and, um, and Katja mentioned, we really have to do kind of what, what do we have today? So um, is our information stored in our HCM? And does that mean all information? I sometimes have seen clients that just have, you know, their large countries in their HCM and the smaller ones aren't in the HCM. So we need to, to make sure, you know, where is that information stored and what's in that HCM? And, you know, have you put the global, all of some of the global fields in, in the HCM? So it really determines or kind of does an assessment of really what's in the HCM today. And that really helps you to drive if you're really um, ready for implementation. You may have to do some work on the HCM to get data in first before you build out that integration. Um, what are your com um, company's growth plans? Um, so do we have some um, areas that you're rapidly growing in? So that comes back to the question, do you want integration for all countries? Um, if, even if they have one or two in a country, or you want to make a, a decision that everything over a hundred employees will have integration. So those are a few things to think about when we look at the current state where we are today. And then looking at what's in the HCM today. So we kind of have to unravel what you have in the, in the HCM and what you've had from the original setup. You know, what's happening? Um, does recruitment feed directly into the HCM? How are you handling your hires and terminations? Um, what about salary changes? How are they updated in the HCM? Do you have a manager self-service that those just get updated and populated into the HCM? A lot of times one-time payments and allowances, where are they being stored? Are, have they been built out in the HCM? 
or do you have a separate system for commissions that you need to, to pull information from? So what do you have in the HCM for one-time payments? How does that process work? And how is the, you even have to think about how the approval process is on the one-time payments, because if it needs manager approval, and I haven't, I as a manager um, have submitted uh, a bonus for one of the, my employees, but it requires my manager to approve it. And my manager doesn't approve it in that month, it's not gonna get paid. So it may go back, it may take two or three months before that payment actually gets processed if we have somebody not, not taking care of their approval processes timely. So we need to think about that. Many of us have uh, time in attendance in our HCM. So we are using modules that are available for leave management and time in attendance. So how, you know, what's happening today with that? What does that look like? So we have to kind of explore and then are the employees putting their, um, are able to update their addresses, um, banking information, all of their information directly into the HCM? That is best practices, but are you, are you allowing that today? And what, what are you allowing employees to update which field? So just so you, you have a clear definition of what's happening. So when we look at it, we're looking at, you know, is there one system of record for all of your HR? Yes or no? I, I mentioned that sometimes we see not all of the countries are, are put into the HCM. It may be a phased approach and you haven't um, decided to put Spain in yet, for an example. Um, do, what is the company strategy? Are you looking at a global strategy, which would ideally be the best practice since you have a global operation? What support do you have from senior, senior leadership? Now, this is a big one to think about you need, you need them to support the project through costs. You also need to, to them to allow the resources to be available, but we also need them to support and sell the project to, manage, to managers and employees across the organization. So we need them to, to have buy-in and they also need to be there. If you have a difficult situation, we can lean on their support to help us through the process. Um, we talked about um, the budget is one thing. What is our budget and, and the timeline for the project? So those are those go um, kind of hand in hand because you're committing resources in the budget. Um, so we need to make sure that we're clearly aware of that. Um, the ability to have resources, um, making sure that we're not planning a rollout um, in the middle of summer for an integration in Europe because we know and the last week in July into a few weeks in August that the teams are gonna be off enjoying holidays. And that's, that's traditional. We also look at that, you know, in, in China, we don't wanna make sure that we don't roll out something when it's Chinese New Year. Um, looking at what, what do you have today and what um, is going on? And do you have process maps that define the flow of your data today will be extremely helpful when you're building out the integration. When we look at this, we want to make sure we look at the critical factors. So we want to make sure that we have the ability to exchange the information real time so that we have that, um, that it can be integrated. So between your HR um, platform application and your technology, um, does your, what information is being stored on the employee? So what data is required for processing payroll? Are, are they, is that in your HCM? And if it's not, do you have a technology platform that you can have that information um, either uploaded into the employee's records or you can manually put that information in? And remember, I'm not in favor of manually, 
So I'm in, in favor of integration of that and also in favor of making sure we put it in the HCM. And then how many countries, how many um, employees do you have in each country are gonna be critical factors on the amount of work. If we have uh, 10,000 in a country and we're building out an integration, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a, deal of, a great deal of work to make sure that we do the testing and it, everything comes across in the files. We'll do unit testing and then a deep dive testing with the 10,000. When you have one or two in a country that there's less amount of, there's the same amount of testing, but less employees to be going through parallels and pieces to it. So looking at evaluating what you actually have today and what are some of those pain points to make sure that you, you know what's happening in your organization. And those are the things that you wanna to share to, to the consultants and your payroll um, providers when you're building out integration. We talked about, um, you know, do we do, is it, is it three months, six months, nine months or 12 months? Whatever time we allow for this, what we're giving you is kind of a, a brief snapshot. And this um, is based on you having already defined your scope and be ready and have resources. So you've already sold the project and you have people on board to do that. So really what we're gonna define really the scope, all of the pieces of orchestration, we're gonna look at our scheduling and our security, the test plans, and then how we're gonna handle the setup and maintenance. So in the first three weeks, we're really doing that requirements gathering. So we're getting all of the details that's happening today, the process maps that I mentioned, what's in your system, we're gonna be making sure that we have all of those pieces, how we're gonna exchange from HCM to what system. So we're defining all of that. Then we're going into the design, the development of the design where we're, we're developing, we're doing unit testing, we're making sure the development code is working, we're making sure that we have all of the ex execution. And you know that could take four, four weeks. Now remember, when we, we have these the weeks here, we need to have resources that are on board for the project. If you know that you only have 50% of your resources that are doing the unit testing and the creation of the file and development, you may need to add a couple extra weeks depending on the resources and what's going on in your organization. But these are a rough timeline to, to look at. And then of course, once we've had the development, we have to do the integration testing. Now testing is, is key to making sure it works. And that you as business owners know exactly what's going on in the organization. What are some of the things that are unique for your particular company. You need to work on that test plan and we need to be making sure that we're running tests and doing it as we bring the information in. So we're doing clear integration testing and that is done for typically a couple weeks before we even get to the parallel testing. So this is when we have parallel testing, we're gonna have client acceptance of the testing. We're looking at all of the integration pieces and this could be one to two months depending on, on the resources that you have, the number of employees that are in that particular location, how well your test plans have been designed so that you're, you're catching some of the test um, items in the integration testing and maybe even in unit testing. So really looking at what's happened in the organization. And then of course, there's always on, ongoing maintenance. So we're gonna have you know things that we might add a new compensation component. So we need to make sure that we map that in and document that. If there's any bug fixing or a bug pop, um, pops up, we need to make sure that we do regression testing with that, document what's happened with that particular bug to make sure that we have a log 
to make sure it doesn't happen again. So it's kind of ongoing maintenance that's involved with the process. And then we're to harmonize that, we have to look at our project team. So we definitely need our HR resources that were involved with the HCM development. They know how the data sets were there. Looking at their documentation is gonna be key. We need global payroll because they, ha they, have, they are the key to all of the information that we provide, the data elements, the processing. They know exactly what's required in a particular country and they know what, what's actually happening with the processing today. We need to have the global calendar so that we know when the files need to be um, set up and integrated in, what's your schedule, what's the pay date, so that's going to be key. IT resources are going to be needed to be um, set up the scheduling of the file exchange, making sure that we have secure setup. The timing of the files will all be part of that. And then we need HR, payroll, and IT to collaborate together and and make sure that we go through the integration testing, which is going to be key. And so it really does require to have resources from the three groups, HR, payroll, and IT. We need to make sure we have um, the individuals that understand what, how the HCM was set up. They have the documentation. They know the information about the fields. That's gonna be key as we build that out because we need to know what items are in a particular field understanding how hires, terms, transfers are all handled in the system, really understanding how um, just the term dates, you know, when is the person considered to be termed? Is it at, the, at midnight on the, their last day of work? How that all is put together. Understanding imp how employees are the transfer process from one entity to a new entity. Do they keep their existing ID numbers? What do we do about their um, pay information from uh, as they go entity to entity, what happens in the rehire process, and making sure we have really clear employee data processing maps. And to be successful, we already talked about our executive sponsor, but really that executive sponsor will help drive the organization, provides the strategic goals that we're trying to achieve, and provides guidance. So who is that dedicated person? And we need to make sure we keep him in the loop. And then I think we have one quick poll, Eva, before we do our fireside chat. We do. One second, and I'll get the last one live. Um, so this one is, what is your core reason for integrating your HCM with payroll? So is it for time saving on manual data transfer between systems? Improved data security with HR and payroll data? part of a wider IT ecosystem project, so HR payroll finance, or is it for cost management and process efficiency? So it'd be interesting to gauge what, um, what's most important for the audience. Probably in most cases, it's more than one, but um, for today, we're going to try and work out which would be the That's what I was gonna say when you were reading the, the responses, Aoife, I was gonna say, they could all be all, all of the above that we're trying to achieve. So I, I think there's probably a, a blend between the amount of manual work and the transfer of the information, and then probably uh, cost management and cost efficiency, probably the, the blend between both of those two, um, especially as we're in a new air with, um, you know, having having some companies are trying to, to we have issues getting employees or um, we have employees um, 
kind of in a new era where a lot of a lot of companies don't have they have a lot of job openings and they need employees and and just being able to recruit is is a major issue today in today's new era. So, well, let's look at what the results are. Okay, so um, just for a moment, I'll share these results. So we have, um, oh, we have a tie. So time saving and um, cost management process efficiency, a tie there okay. at 53%. And I think both of those can help the improvement of the, the entire process and the, and the ecosystem. So it's kind of a combination of all of them. Exactly. Okay. So we're ready for our um, fire our fireside uh, chat with uh, Gurgana, Katja, and um, I'll be asking a few questions. So um, for our first question, as I mentioned, it's extremely important to have a defined um, team. What stakeholders would you include in an HCM project? And please share the expertise they bring uh, to the project. So Gurgana, I'll let you answer that first. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Mary. You already mentioned some of them. Um, what I uh, like the HR person, it's for sure. <laughs> we need to have human resources uh, that will provide the insight into the personnel activities, including hiring, new hire contracts, any compensation structures. Um, they're also the ideal source of knowledge on work rules and cultural um, expectations for new country origin. Uh, they can provide the guidelines on the national and local benefits, retirements, recruiting, practices, work schedules, anything. And they can collaborate very well with the employees in case the employer decides to ask the employees to enter most of their missing data in the HCM. So they are <laughs> the right people to help them do that. Uh, and what actually the HR person is doing, sometimes it can be a mixture of the payroll manager or the global payroll operation person also supporting all of those activities. But um, the payroll manager is also cr critical to, to be as a stakeholder uh, because they're knowing the, the whole payroll operational um, best. And they work tight even with uh, the in-country payroll providers. Uh, to deliver and receive back the payroll um, information. You also mentioned in the IT resources, they are key to support the entire project and for building the automation for um, do the, the entire scheduling, but also to bring some expertise of what can be done smarter, quicker, and uh, not that hard sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but definitely, I would add one more um, uh, persona here as a stakeholder, and this is the implementation specialists uh, who are actually understanding the both platforms or the three platforms that are going to, to integrate and uh, specialists from one side and specialists from the other side, so they can listen to the requirements and uh, what the other stakeholders need and to find the best solution how to implement it. Uh, definitely, I would agree with you, Gary. It's a, a, a lot of collaboration um, yep. between the groups. And um, I'm glad you brought in the implementation specialist because using that person to help you and, and listen to best practice. So Katya, what about you? How, who would you bring to the table? Yeah, I'm looking more from the technical side of the thing. So it's important to have uh, integration engineer from the client side 
person who can guide us more into the structure of the data, API calls, requests, all, all the things that are going to be needed. And it's always good to have a project manager dedicated from the client side, no, not only from Payslip. It's better to orchestrate the whole process and it's very helpful. And from our side, it's always good to have uh, engineers and business analysts and also solution architects which are helping to build the whole idea of the structure, the integration and how we are transforming the data so we can ensure that the whole process is working properly. Yeah, Ketch, I'm glad that you brought that, the piece up about the, the internal company's resources on the IT and engineering side of the, of the shop because um, the HR and payroll teams aren't involved in kind of that initial setup piece and we're really dependent on those teams and that clear communication of what's happening is, is very important to those teams so we have their resources. And then the importance of a project manager is, is really key. So I'm glad you, you brought that up because we need somebody to lead us through. As, as Gary mentioned, her, her you know three or four people, she, she has the HR, the global payroll team, the implementation specialist. We, we also sometimes have finance in the mix too to help us through that process. We need someone. And then when we get to the integration and engineering and development, we need somebody to, to be the leader, to lead us through the, the different areas we go through. So I think that's extremely important. So let's go on to our next question. So um, for, I'll ask Katya first, um, what two suggestions do you have for uh, to make the HCM successful and deliver it on time? Very without uh, um, testing and analysis in the beginning, because this is the most important part. If we don't know what is in front of us, then we cannot develop it properly and we're going to face some issues. So really the testing and the initial analysis with all the persons that I mentioned beforehand, analysts from both sides, it's very crucial for the whole project. I think that's kind of key. If we don't know what we're supposed to be developing, we can't really <laughs> develop it correctly. And, and you mentioned testing. We have another question in a few minutes on testing, but I think that that's a key, a key thing to think about is that testing and don't shortchange it. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So Gargana, what do you, what two items do you have? Uh, before we proceed with uh, the detailed testing, as Katya mentioned, we just need to make sure that um, the, the, there is a already organized team and the resources and the entire project plan and the team, it's there and it's ready to start. And uh, of course, to, to create and follow the implementation plan where all stakeholders will be included with their parts. Yeah, I think um, bringing both of those up is, is kind of key. Get, having the resources ready, um, understanding the commitment. We talked a little bit about having the two jobs, processing payroll or HR items and trying to do a project. And of course, as you've you spent all the time on the plan, it's not the plans no, is it isn't any good unless we're following it and meeting our commitments to get to A to B and making sure that we have that. So I think it's it's definitely critical. Okay. So thank you. Let's go on to um, our, our next question. I know we have, um, we could have an entire webinar on test plans. And we talked about the, just a little snapshot of that a minute ago. Let's spend a little time on HCM integration testing. How important is unit testing and then having a defined test plan in parallel? So Katja, I'll let you take that one first. You did mention testing um, to be successful. What, 
what what um what advice do you have for us uh, thanks Marit. so really the testing is crucial so we're spending a lot of time probably the biggest part of the every project is spent in testing and um, it's important to plan the test cases together with the client so typically we're grouping uh, three different uh, stacks of uh, testing. We have the standard one that uh, we are proposing to the clients, but also we are always enriching with test cases that are specific for the HCM system. So for Workday, it's better to do one testing. For SAP integrations, it's better to have different test cases. And on the other side, we're also allowing the client to add additional test cases that are relevant for their countries and their specifics. So really the testing is the key for the success. Yeah, and the, the important thing that you bring you brought up is really what's unique for that HCM that you're doing and make sure you have the appropriate test cases is is kind of yeah. key and thinking I think thinking about that. So Gary, what um, insights do you have for us? I'll echo what Katja just said and we'll add that the, the, the testing should start with the preparation, uh, meaning to analyze of the current situation and uh, to analyze what are the achievable future goals and um, what are the potential achievements or risks that will be out there uh, in, in the plan when, when start thinking about the testing. And it should include um, regular payroll operation activities. Uh, that are standard and that are global across all of the countries. Then to, to have a second part for any ad hoc country specifics that are for a particular area or for a particular country. And then any rare cases that you think that really can be rare, but you still remember them because it wasn't that easy when you face them. <laughs> so it's good to think about them and what can be the possible outcome. Um, and this way, all stakeholders will see the result, um, the end result. And this will help them either to sign off that the work, it's what exactly what they were expected, or it, they need just to start and work on any changes that needs to, to be applied. The change might be to the integration itself or to the internal processes. Um, exactly during the testing, some, um, some of the employers actually realized that there might be some internal procedures that they need to think of or and update probably. And probably this is the right time to do it. Um, and during the testing, what else? There might pop up any other scenarios that were unexpected or planned at all, and resolving such upfront will support a successful goal life. Okay, I so uh, I can kind of summarize it that we really understand the the importance of, of testing, and as you mentioned, uh, Gergana, it's really important to think about those things that are unique, and even Katja brought those up for your organization because. Um, an implementation specialist, a consultant, they're, they're good. They'll ask questions. They'll give you samples of you know, test plans and pieces. But remember, they don't work in your organization. So those things that are unique are things that we have to think about and continue to think about it during the, the entire process. So if I think we'll, we'll um, open it up now for attendees' questions. Perfect. Yes, just one moment now, and I will. Um get these questions up. Okay, one moment. 
Okay, so first one in. Um, so in your experience in terms of size, when should um, when should companies be considering an integration? So is it is it above 1000 employees or would it be above a certain number of international countries? So Gary, you want to take that question um, of what we're seeing? I mean, we, we kind of, uh, you can go ahead and kind of answer that one. Um, I would say that if an HCM integration, it's taken as a decision for the organization, it's better to just go ahead and do every single payroll and entity that you have, because this way, um, the stress will be released to the people who are actually doing the job, again, all of the stakeholders, and um, you have a single source of truth and a regular flow of information without any gaps, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's been a philosophy not to do it if there's less than 100 employees, but what we're, but what we're actually seeing in some of our clients that took that approach uh, they come back after they've done the integration for their other countries. They might have done 20 other countries and they have 10 smaller countries. They see the benefits of the integration. So they're, they're coming back and saying, I, I want to do integration now. And, and they, in some cases, they, they don't care if it's one or two. They're positioning themselves for the future. So that kind of goes into the strategic growth on that one. So Aoife, let's go to the next question. Oh, if are you on mute? I think we might, we might have. Um, sorry about that, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, looking at the questions. Um, okay, so our next question we have in is, um, so what, what, what are three best practices that global payroll leaders should know when they're embarking on an integration project? Two. Do you want to kick off that one, Mary, or? I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll go ahead and kick off that one. I think the first thing is, is really looking at what you have today. So what's, what's happening today so that you did that discovery piece, um, looking at kind of long-term where you want to be. So here, here I'm today and I want integration. Here's my footprint, looking a little bit at your growth. The other thing that is, where are my resources? Do I have resources to do the project, right? So that, that's gonna be key, um, especially when we look at doing an, an HCM integration, we need a consultant to, you know, to build out the files, which is we need information from the HR team as we share today, we need um, customer engineering or IT support to, to go through that file development. Um, it's not that the file development's hard, it's just that somebody needs to know that that's their day job. They need to know where it is and to read the file format. Um, that's not something that typically, you know, our payroll and HR team aren't, aren't, aren't digging in like Katja does to look at the file format and what's going on with the data. She can clearly show us when she shows us the, how the file is read or the, the scheme for the file. But I think that's really important is looking at your resources where you wanna go. And, and I would say executive buy-in, really having someone at the top sell the project. The worst thing that can happen is somebody at the bottom trying to, to sell a project and people aren't engaged. The entire company has to be engaged and, and see the value and, and working together. So it, it does, it is a project, as Gary mentioned, having a project plan. So did Katja mentioned to have the project plan, the testing of those pieces. 
we, we need to make sure that everybody knows it's something that's going to benefit the company and we're working together. So we're collaborating between the teams. I think that's a, a, a key piece to be thinking about as we roll this out. Okay, and I, we have one final question. I think we have a minute. Do we have a minute? Oh yeah, we have a minute. Okay, um, great. Okay, so this one um, is, what are the pitfalls or mistakes that organizations make and how can they be avoided? So we have a minute to go through any pitfalls okay. that you guys have seen. Katya, you wanna share anything that you've, you've had and then we'll ask Organa. Yeah, I think it's actually connected with uh, the previous question that uh, really the resources are very important and the point of this and uh, really the engagement from the client side, it's important because uh, we're doing the testing, but they're responsible for the validation of the data and the results. So it's uh, really important, uh, the engagement of the whole team. Yeah, I would agree. What about your Gargana? I will not consider it as a mistake, but it's more about a missed opportunity. What we can see is the fact that when you go to the direction for HCM integration, uh, just to, to go ahead and put all of the information that you currently have without analyzing it and really to see whether it's actually needed and why I need it and just put all the information back there in the HCM. Yeah, don't bring, um, I have gar you know, garbage from one system, I'm just moving. Now I have an expensive new system that I brought my garbage to. So really cleansing your data, understanding yeah. why you have it and doing that, that work. That's a, 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 I would definitely say that's a missed opportunity if you don't take advantage of that during that mm -hmm. process. So, so Aoife, um, I'll turn it back over to you, but I'll say thank you very much, uh, Gergana and uh, Katya for sharing today on our fireside chat. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you very much to all the attendees. As I had mentioned, um, you will receive an email over the next couple of days with a recording um, of today's webinar. If you have any questions at all, please reach out to uh, myself and I can put them to Mary Katja and um, Gary after the event. So um, please reach out, reply to that email and reach out with questions. So um, as Mary said, thank you very much everyone for attending today. And thank you, Mary Katja and Gary for a really um, interesting discussion and information on HCM integrations. I wish everyone good luck with their HCM integration <laughs> and any questions, let us know. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thanks. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.